Welcome to Harvest Hour with Reverend Dr. Godwin Alija. Today's message is from the vast teaching archives of the man of God, who is also the lead pastor of the Harvest Missions Chapel, Assemblies of God International Church, a first century church in the 21st century world. Join us today as we explore truths of God's word for the building up of our faith and victorious living in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Now, today's message. What is up to foreign soil to work a distant land? Oh, yeah. Live the shout to God. Live the shout to God. Your shouting is weak. I said, Live the shout to God. Amen. Do me, do me a favor this morning. This microphone, people, I'll descend on you today. Please be upstanding for a few minutes. Put your right hand on your chest. Put your right hand on your chest. And say with me, God is working. God is working. Say it like you mean it. God is working. God is working. So it's going to be all right. One more time. God is working. God is working. So it's going to be all right. We are going to say it for the last time. And then after that, you tell yourself, prophesy to yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to tell yourself. Sometimes I look myself in the mirror. I look myself in the mirror and I prophesy to myself. Tell yourself that it is well with you. One more time. God is working. God is working. And it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Now begin to speak to yourself. Begin to talk to yourself. It is well with my soul. It is well. I can make it in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter what I'm going through right now. I would excel in Jesus' name. I shall be the head and not the tail. I will not die before my time. I will live to declare the glory of God. My name will go beyond the borders of this nation. I am a victor. I'm victorious. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that will rise against me, its judgment shall be condemned. I rebuke every divination of the enemy. I silence the pit of hell. It's well with me. It's well with me. It is well with me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is well with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning we prophesy to ourselves. We prophesy by your word. 
that you are working. We may not see it all the time, but Lord, you are working. And because you are working, it's going to be all right. Because you are working, we can face tomorrow. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know the God who holds tomorrow. So because that God is with us, it's going to be all right. So today we commit our service into your hands and we pray, Father, the heavens will open over us and Lord, your mercies will locate us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for God. Please, let's be seated. Let's be seated. Okay, I'm told it's okay, but let me keep this one spare. I have happy chocolate day. Everybody will eat chocolate today. Some of you don't have faith. You will not eat it here. You will take it home. (laughs) You are still fasting. Today is day number 35. (laughs) Oh, you are not excited. Should I assume that the people who didn't do it are not excited? Today is day number 35. On Friday, we are going to finish in grand style. We would have fasted for 40 days. We would have prayed for 40 days. And there is nowhere in the Bible that anyone prayed for 40 days and nothing happened. There is, I haven't encountered some before, and you will not be the first one. When we pray and seek God's face for 40 days, something will happen. Hallelujah. And so today, I am in full anticipation of what the Lord is going to do. I'm going to exhort us in a very, very short moment. And then we would enter into a short time of prayer and the rest of the time will be turned into a meeting. Amen. Please give me 2 Kings chapter 2, verse number 6. Well, I will read maybe from verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. And then I'll read Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 24. Whichever one comes first is okay. Second Kings. Good. The time had come for the Lord to take. Don't think that's. Second Kings chapter two. Is that second Kings? Okay. Give me the verse 6. Let me see what is there. Sometimes the scripture confuses us. Okay. You give me Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 first. I want to show us something quickly.
Second Kings chapter 6. Okay. So we rebuilt the wall until the entire wall was joined together up to... Today my scriptures are messing up. Joined up up to half its height. For the people had the will to keep working. Go on. When Sambalat and Tobias and the Arab and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repair to the walls of Jerusalem was progressing and that the gaps were being closed, they became furious. Let's go on. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw it into confusion. Hallelujah. Now go back to the Second Kings chapter 2. Let me see what is there. I want to be sure. Second Kings chapter 6. Uh-huh. I said 2 verse 6. Eh? Chapter 6. That's what I want. Thank you. The sons of the prophet said to Elisha, please notice that the place where we live under your supervision is too small for us. When you finish, we'll go to the King James. I want to read two or three versions of this one. Please let us go to the Jordan where we can each get a log. I like this one. And can build ourselves a place to live there. And he said, go. Father, add your blessing to this word. Amen. The sons of the prophet, after Elijah had been raptured by God, were led by Elisha, who had a double portion of the anointing. And it so happened that the anointing was so much that a lot of people had enrolled into the school of the prophets. It was such that Jokal restaurants, uh, what do we call it? Conference room couldn't hold them anymore. <laughs> if you know, you know. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It was such that we need more social distancing. And so we need bigger space so that we can stretch, you know, how many of you know that God will not do by miracle what you must do by responsibility? So we understand that if we are going to be protected, we need a bigger space so that we can stretch to the north and south. These days, we come to church, we don't even dance because we don't have, you'll be bumping into the pulpit. So the sons of the prophet that I'm looking at right now said, Elisha, our meeting place is too small for us. Our meeting place is too small for us. And they went, they said, listen, it wasn't Eli- Elisha's idea. It was, a, it was a, the prophets. Let each of us go to the Jordan and let every person get one log and let Come and build a place that is befitting for the worship of our God. Where we can sing praise and worship. Where we can dance around. Where we can celebrate our weddings. Because 16 weddings are in the making. Oh, Friday was something else. I can see 16 weddings that are being formed right now. Oh, do something about this microphone for me. The devil is a liar. And Elisha says, go. 
But let me tell you what happened. I will show you something, then I will tie this one up. Next verse. Then one said, please come with your servants. And he says, I will come. Your pastor will go with you. We will do this together. We shall be in this together and we shall celebrate together. So he went with them and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. Everyone took one tree. But something happened. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out, oh my master, it was borrowed. You're free. It means that sometimes when you are building for the house of God, you give so much that even you go to borrow things that will help us do the work of God. Sometimes people don't understand that when we are doing things for God, we go all out. Just like when you want something, you want to execute a project, it gets to a time, you go to a brother or a sister, or you go to the bank, and you say, listen, I need help, because this is an important project. We cannot let this project go undone. They went to borrow, but I'm here to speak over your life that anyone who goes beyond the extra mile for God is not disgraced. And I'll prove it to you. Then the man of God asked, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And the man of God cut a stick, threw it there, and made the iron float. (laughs) Oh, only one person got the revelation. Only one person got the revelation. Because the man went the extra mile, when the iron head, we are talking about iron, no paper. We are not talking about plastic. When the iron head sank into the water, what is the chance, one in a million, that you can, you can see that iron head? But Bible says that because they availed themselves so much, the man of God asked, where did it fall? He threw a stick and iron started flowing. I see iron. I see the heavy things in your life. The things that people say cannot be done. The things that people have given up on. The thing that is so heavy that you think cannot be executed. Because you have decided to obey God. Because you have decided to go the extra mile for God. I see the iron head in your life begin to float in the mighty name of Jesus. Three things I want us to get and then we are done. Number one, everyone took a log. Church, we are faced with a similar situation. Our room has been overfilled. Even before the lockdown, we were going out. Look at our children. Sometimes when you go there, there's and we, we have prophetically perceived that it is time to leave this place. But the way we can get a new place is everyone will take a log. Each and every one of us has a responsibility to carry a log. You're like, oh, pastor, I'm a student. Yes, there were, there, there were students of a prophet. Oh, pastor, I'm not working. Oh, yes, 
they borrowed. But everyone will take a log. Everyone is going to participate in this venture that God has called us into. And after this, we are going to give you the good news because we are going to have discussion. And the way God is going to bless us is when we take the log. And when I was pondering about this last night, Holy Spirit said, do you know the meaning of the log? He said, you are lifting our God, L-O-G, lifting our God. So when you are cutting the log, you are lifting the name of your God. You are lifting the name of Christo. You are exalting the name. And Bible says that, Jesus says that, if I am lifted down from the earth, I will draw all men to my side. And so when you are cutting the log, you are lifting the name of God. And God will begin to draw all men, all men. Because I see an explosion. I see an explosive growth. Overnight, 3,000 people will join this church. Overnight, people will see, the blind will see, the lame will walk. I see God being lifted up from here, and He's going to draw all men. Slap your hands and lift a shout to God. We are lifting the name of our God. That was the first thing they did. The second thing they did was they went all out beyond themselves. They went all out. They went all out beyond themselves. They borrowed. The guy says, I need an ask. I need an ask. He said, we don't have money to buy some more. Let me go to Kwame. Kwame has one. Let me borrow. If we are going to get this done, if we are going to build this house, if we are going to go the next mile, we have to go the extra mile. All of us, we shall go the extra mile. They borrowed. Some of them, you know, before you even borrow, it means that you've emptied your savings. You've given your all. You're like, hey, this money, pa. I want to marry you. I want to marry. I want to marry. And God says, yeah. I'm the God who will provide your needs. I'm the Lord who will make sure I bring the good man and the good woman. I'm the Lord who will give, make sure your wedding is beautiful. And so you bring it to me. And the third thing, you know, because they gave, Bible says that God made them a model of miracle. I see miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. As many of us that are going the extra mile. You see, miracle is not for babies. It's for people who perceive God and can go the extra mile. God is going to do something in our lives. But you have to activate it. God says, hey, if these people are going to borrow and ask, maybe the guy is even an unbeliever. What are we going to tell this guy? He said, I won't put my children to shame. I won't, make, I won't put my children to shame. I will make sure that this axe head, even though it's a cast iron, it will float. And that, that miracle changed their lives. Finally, they built a place for God. They built a church that was not only a physical building, 
but also attracted people for eternity. Because when Peter preached overnight, 3,000 people came to Jesus. Where are you going to keep 3,000 people? If God should, we are praying to God for a miracle. God, bring more people. If God brings even 100 people right now, why are we going to keep them? It means we are not ready for the growth. But we want to be proactive. We want to build a building that can take 1,000 people. So if God brings 500 people, we'll take them. And we'll do it such that we can expand it. Expandable building. And we'll, because this church is going to be more than 10,000. Oh, some of you don't have faith. I said this church is going to be more than 10,000. The pastors on staff alone will be 100. Our choir will be like, 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 how many? When you see our choir here, it's like a congregation. So, people of God, each one of us will take a log. Each one of us will take a log. Each one of us will go beyond ourselves. And each one of us will build a place for eternity. Begin to pray and ask God, God, what is my role in this? Lift your voice and pray and say, God, what is my role in this? God, what is my role in this? Lord, I know you are about to do something. I'm a student. What can I do? God, I'm unemployed. What can I do? God, I'm already in debt. What can I do? And I hear God say that I will not put you to shame. I hear God say that even though we are small, oh, Bethlehem, Euphrates, even though your strength is small, out of you, a king will be born. Even though our strength is small, out of this place, God is going to build a mansion and God will save a lot of lives. Lift your voice, begin to pray. Signs and wonders in the 
is moving, God is moving, it's moving in this place. I see miracles, I see miracles, signs and wonders in the atmosphere. God is moving in this place, it's moving in this place, it's moving. I see miracles, miracles. Signs and wonders in the atmosphere. God is moving, is moving, is moving, is moving. I see miracles, signs and wonders in the atmosphere. God is moving, is moving, is moving. I see miracles. Five of our fasting. I want you to pray a prayer. I want you to pray that God, I am not interested in seeing a miracle. I want to be the miracle. You didn't hear me. Say, God, I am not interested in seeing a miracle. I want to be the miracle. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Lord, for I and the children the Lord has given me, we are for signs and we are for wonders. So Lord, I want to be a miracle. 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 Use me. Use me. Use me. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. I want to be a miracle. 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 Make me a miracle. Make my children miracles. Oh, I see miracles. 
signs and wonders for your word says that I and the children the Lord has given me we are for signs and we are for wonders in this next level make us miracles in this next level use us in this next level show yourself strong in Jesus thanks for tuning in we believe you've been blessed by today's word for video recordings of teachings by Reverend Alijah, visit our Facebook page at Harvest Missions Chapel. For prayers and counseling, kindly call or WhatsApp the numbers 0244-865-523 or 054-230-3868. To share your testimonies or to support the ministry in cash or kind, contact us on 0244-865-523. 865-523